This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. I've been talking a bunch lately about the fact that you, the dog lover, are the voice for your dog. Dogs are domesticated because of humans, and we have become their only advocate. So much so that we also have a habit of humanizing our dogs. There's a word for that, and I refuse to butcher it again. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior and allows you to let your dog be a dog. I am Benny Copeland, behaviorist to the dogs, trainer to the people, and just like you, the listener, a dog lover. Thank you for clicking on my banner and joining our show. That's right. You humanize your dog. You talk to her like she is your kid or your BFF. You give her food that you eat and think that it's okay. You let her sleep in bed with you, your little cuddle monkey. But is all of this okay? Are all of these actions from you sending good or bad messages to your dog? Again, I reiterate that your dog is not human. And your dog does not have the cognitive abilities to reason. Since you are the few and the proud that have kept up with my shows, you know that I teach you how to behave with your dog in a way that she is reacting to your positive, pleasing, loving attention when she makes good choices. You may be asking yourself right now, is Benny going to tell me I can never let my dog in the bed again? Well, let's jump into the sack right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Usually at this point, I will begin with the quick answer is blank. You know what? 
I'm going to do to you the thing that I hate when I listen to a show or read an article. I'm going to lead you on throughout this whole show before I do the big reveal. Of course, you only have to wait 15 minutes or so to wait. So there'll be some good information beforehand. I think that'll be okay if I do it on this one and only show. Talking to your dog is a sign of a healthy relationship. That's what I believe. Dogs don't understand everything you say, but they do get your tone. When you're happy and loving, your dog knows this and wants to be around you. When you're angry or upset, your dog can hear this in your voice tone and may want nothing to do with you. They may hide out or go to their safe place until your tone changes. A couple of tips when it comes to talking to your dog. Don't use your dog's name as a correction. Now, I know this is a toughie because it comes very natural to use names in an angry tone. Billy Bob Grayson Jones, you get over here right now. Using your dog's name as a correction is not a great habit if you want your dog to come to you all the time. Don't get me wrong, I will still do this on occasion, but it's not a habit that I use, and I typically use my dog's name in a pleasing, positive tone well over 10 times more than I use it in a negative tone. This is one of the things that happened to me years ago, and I realized that if I ever wanted my dog to be trained off-leash, I need to be very aware of how I was calling and responding to my dogs. Molly was really bad about getting her nose on a scent, and she would just wander off without realizing she was even doing it. I get it, get, I called it getting lost in her nose. It's about the same as a kid in the store when you think he's following you, and then you pass that toy aisle or candy aisle, and two minutes later, you're frantically yelling for your child. Here's the difference. When you find your child, you scold her. Eventually, she's going to understand why. Not in the moment, obviously, and there are some people that don't even learn until they have kids of their own. But if you take the time after scolding your child to explain why you yelled and why you felt the way that you did, she can analyze the situation and then the next time, make a choice. Dogs cannot analyze and be counseled. If you run after your dog yelling her name in an angry tone, which is what I did at first, your dog is more likely to run away from you, and the next time she'll run faster and further because she doesn't want to get in trouble and doesn't want to give the, get the scolding that you're going to give her. A few days ago, Beans ran out the door. It was my fault. I was concentrating on getting something into the car, and I left the door propped open without paying attention. As she took off into the street and over to the neighbor's yard, I just sat down on my front stoop and I watched. I wasn't really worried. We don't have a lot of traffic here, and she never really lets me out of her sight. After a few minutes of trying to coax her back and watching her run around checking out the area, I finally called out Oz from the house and asked him if he wanted to go for a ride. As he approached the car to get in, Beans jumped in before him and I lavished her with love and praise. I have learned that getting upset in that moment only makes it worse and scares her into doing something I don't want her to do. Never use your dog's name as a correction or punishment. Even if your dog runs off, the moment she comes back, 
you have to love on her. You have to let her know that she did what you want her to do. Now, here's another one. Never, ever give your dog human food. Most of the food we eat is processed and really not even good for us. Why would you want to give that to your dog? Just don't do it. Dogs digest things very differently than we do. Yes, they do have saliva like we do, and it does have some ability to break down food, but very little. Have you ever noticed that your dog rarely chews at all? At least not as much as we do. Maybe one or two chomps, and then down it goes. If you have ever caught your dog getting that chunk of food off the ground, she will usually swallow it faster than you can get to her. The main digestion in a dog happens in her stomach. Now, when we eat, the digestion process starts in your mouth while you chew and chew and chew and chew and chew. I've actually seen it that you're supposed to chew your food anywhere between 20 and 32 times before swallowing. I can't even imagine chewing that long. But if I did, I probably wouldn't be as fat as I am now. Never give your dog distilled water. Filtered water and tap water are the best for your dog. If you don't like tap your tap water, then it's probably not the best thing to give your dog. In Nashville, we have amazing tap water, and I love to drink it straight from the tap. I also have filtered water, and it's good too. I usually will fill a quart jug up from the tap, and just let it sit out during the day. It allows it to go to room temperature and maybe even let some of the chlorine um, come out of it. I know there's naturally chlorine and fluoride in that um, in the tap water. Um, and typically, that's a good thing for us and for our dog, unless it's over the top. Now, I don't know whether or not cold water is good or bad for your dog. I've seen both arguments. I also know that one of my dogs loves ice and the other one doesn't. I have given cold water my dogs, and they seem to prefer it at room temperature just like I do. But maybe that's why I think they do prefer it, because that's the way I prefer it. I don't know. Maybe I'm humanizing my dog. This is also how and why many people humanize their dogs. They think that their dog would prefer the things that they prefer. Now, this brings us to the topic I'm sure many of you were waiting to hear. Dogs sleeping in your bed. Is it okay or is it not? One question I ask in a consultation is whether or not the owner allows their dog on the furniture. The reason is, is that there are some behaviors associated with dogs that are allowed on furniture. I have to know if this is going to be an issue prior to beginning the session with a client. Some dogs can and will become possessive or territorial when it comes to being on furniture. There is also a slight chance that the dog will have dominant traits and there are bigger issues if they're allowed on a bed or a couch. I have worked with dogs <clears throat> that will be lying on a couch and someone just starts petting her, and then she bites them. I've also worked on behaviors where the dog gets a toy or a treat, brings it up onto the couch or the bed, and then tries to protect it and not allow anybody else on the couch or the bed. 
those are possessive and territorial issues that are behaviors that I work with um, on a pretty continuous basis. Now, dogs that will pee on your bed or your pillows or your shoes or other personal items, that's still a question of the hierarchy in their mind and in your home. If they are doing this on a consistent basis, you have a dominance or a hierarchical issue that really needs to be addressed by a trainer. Now, I have none of these issues. I literally just five minutes ago was giving my dog Oz a belly rub while he was on the couch. Now, before you go running to your friends and say, Benny says it's okay for my dogs to be on the furniture. You also need to understand that my dogs are very trained and fully aware of who the pack leader is in this house. If I was actually to step back and tell Oz to get down off the couch or off the bed, he would do it without question. Now, if I'm on the bed or the couch, Oz rarely gets on the furniture with me. And if someone else is on the couch, almost never. Beans, on the other hand, I've been a little more lax with her. So here is your never when it comes to the furniture. Never allow your dog to take control of the furniture. I would actually suggest that before you ever allow your dog to get on the furniture, whether it be the couch, your favorite chair, or on the bed, that you teach them to be invited up first. Make them do a sit or a down prior to inviting them up. Now, I did this with Beans, and she also knows there are times that I don't want her on the bed or the couch, and she does not test these times. Yes, now she is able to jump up on the bed or the chair without being invited, but she knows the rules, and sometimes she still gives me that questioning look as if to ask, hey, is it cool if I jump up in your lap? Well, maybe that's just me anthropomorphizing her. So in summary, today you learned there are some things you should never do with your dog. You also discovered that I'm not really a stick in the mud when it comes to dogs being on the furniture. And you actually heard me butcher that word. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, 
go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog.